Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize on your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for an ad space so that you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Talking Sports with Manny in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Thank you so much. Welcome to another episode of Talking Sports with Manny. Hope everybody's doing well. So in this episode, man, we're going to talk fantasy football. We're going to talk about some trade scenarios, uh, some players to stay away from, and some players to go grab. So let's kick it off with a trade proposal that my brother-in-law received uh, today. So um, he has Dak Prescott and uh, Christian McCaffrey. And somebody sent him a trade offer for Lamar Jackson and Alvin Kamara. Now, what we know about Alvin Kamara is that for the past three years, his first three years in the league, he gets um, at least 81 receptions. He's had 81 receptions in each of the last three years, which is his first three years in the league. So we know that the floor is 81 receptions. He's going to get you at least 81 receptions. So somebody said, well, if you have more weapons now in in, uh, the Saints with Emmanuel Sanders, does that take away targets from Alvin Kamara? It's yes and no, because since Alvin Kamara has been on the Saints, I can't think of a better number two wide receiver that the Saints have had besides um, um, Emmanuel Sanders. Now, I'm not sure if Alvin Kamara got to play with Brandon Cooks or not. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But Alvin Kamara uh, is a guy that I think he's going to return back to the form he had two years ago when he had 14 rushing touchdowns. Now, Alvin Kamara doesn't get he's – ne- he's never had 1,000 yards rushing in the season yet, but he does get – you know, scrimmage yards. He does get a lot of receptions and a lot of yards on the receiving side of the ball. So it doesn't really matter that he's not getting the major rushing yards. Um, Like I said, two years ago, he was able to score the ball a lot. And I think that last season he wasn't healthy. So this season he's healthy. And then it's a contract year. Yes, they're working on a contract right now. But even if they don't pay him right now, I think Alvin Kamara is motivated to show that he's one of the better or the best running back in the NFL. So Alvin Kamara is no slouch. It's just all about will he repeat what he did two years ago or or are we going to get the Alvin Kamara from last year? Then we we move on to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson put up an amazing season, which led him to uh, the MVP of the NFL. He was able to put up quarterback numbers and then also put up an RB1 type uh, uh, season from the quarterback position, he had over a thousand yards and seven or more touchdowns rushing the ball. He was able to pass for um, over three thousand plus yards, and then he also passed for thirty-two or thirty-three plus touchdowns. So, Lamar Jackson is a guy, man, that can you know literally change the entire game for you because in most leagues, quarterbacks get four points per touchdown pass. Um, but if he's running, the, you know, rushing the ball and uh, getting rushing touchdowns, that's just I mean, that's just more stats. So, like I said, it, this is like an even deal. Lamar Jackson had a magical season last year. 
you know, uh, Dak Prescott had a magical season last year, and so did uh, Christian McCaffrey. Now, the thing on Christian McCaffrey is, is he going to get 1,300 yards again? I think he can. Also, with Christian McCaffrey, you ask yourself, is he a guy that can get you 14, 15-plus touchdowns again? It is, but with a new coach and a new quarterback, a new system, you know, we don't even know what Christian McCaffrey we're going to get. A lot of people are shying away from Christian McCaffrey and trading him. Um, I'm actually the guy that's buying Christian McCaffrey. I believe that he's one of the safest uh, bets when it comes to PPR. Is he going to get um, over 100 uh, catches again? I don't know. He had 116 receptions last year. He rushed for 1,300 yards. He had 15 rushing touchdowns. And then on the receiving side, he had mega stats as well. He he caught, like I said, he caught 116 receptions for 1,000 yards. And then, then he caught a few more touchdowns. So um, Christian McCaffrey is a game changer, man. He's a guy that you want on your team. Um, he's just that good. So... He had monster games. Check out these monster games that he had. He had 10 receptions in week one, 10 receptions in week four, uh, 11 receptions in week 11, 11 receptions in week 14, and then 15 receptions in week 15. If you had if you <laughs> if you had him those weeks, you most likely won your league. I mean, he, he put up monster numbers like 42 points and 47, uh, 37 uh, 37, 32. I mean, 34. He had a lot of 30 point games. This guy was just, just, was just disruptive. So Christian McCaffrey and Dak, I'll take that side over Lamar and Alvin Kamara. What do you guys think? Be sure to hit me up on Twitter to join the conversation. So that's trade one. Trade two, um, I play in a six, uh, six man keeper league. And um, the rules are you got to keep one quarterback, you got to keep one wide receiver, one running back, and then three of anything else. So um, I was taking over this league or this team in this league, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a money league, $100 league. So, you know, I hop in. When I hopped in, I didn't have a lot of talent on the team. I had Tom Brady for my quarterback. I had A.J. Brown. I had um, Jarvis Landry, A.J. Green. And Calvin Ridley. And then I had Alvin Kamara. Those were the six keepers that was on the team. And I was like, man, this team is terrible. So what I was able to do was I was able to move pieces around. First move was I had um, four wide receivers. I needed to get rid of at least two of them. So I traded A.J. Brown for a second-round pick. Then I took that second-round pick and traded the worst of my second-round pick for um, – who was it? Melvin Gordon. So now I got Alvin Kamara and Melvin Gordon. So I'm still building. So I wasn't able to move A.J. Green. So I dropped A.J. Green. So he goes back into the draft pool. So the draft comes around. I have the first pick overall. I drafted um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But before the draft, I kept trying to move that number one overall pick for, you know, a bell cow running back or you know, a running back, like an RB2 type guy and a pick or something like that. So I offered this guy, um, I said, I'll give you the first overall for Joe Mixon and the, and the third overall. He told me Mixon and um, Swift, Swift from Detroit. He said, 
this is not a good um it's not a good pick it's i mean it's not a good trade so i said well i mean you're getting Clyde edwards hilaire who you can keep for the next 10 years you know what i'm saying so he, we went back and forth. He tried to give me Tyler Lockett in the third for the first. I said, nah, because if I only have Alvin Kamara, I got to get more talent. And this was before I got Melvin Gordon. So literally I had no running backs. So today, after like the whole draft has gone on and everything, I was able to to draft uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first. I had two second-round picks. And I was able to get um, guys like Michael Gallup, who I who I mean, I'm telling you guys, I think he's going to have better production than Amari Cooper. But anyway, so I get Michael Gallup. I get uh, Debo Samuels. I get Sony Michelle later in the draft. And I just, you know, I just draft and just keep doing my thing. So what ended up happening for me was after the draft, I was able to trade um, Jarvis Landry and Christian Kirk for Cooper Cup. I'm a big Cooper Cup guy. I think that Cooper Cup is going to blow up again. I'm not sure he ends up number four overall or, or number five overall in uh, in the rankings, but I do expect Cooper Cup to have at least 90 catches, at least 1,100 yards. Now, if he gets me 10 touchdowns again, that's just an added bonus. It's going to come down to the touchdowns to determine if he's in the top five or if he's in the, you know, I still think he's going to be a, RB, I mean, a, a wide receiver one, but where he ranks, I don't know. So I got Cooper Cup and I just kept building a team. So today the guy came back to me saying, hey, I want to make one more run at Clyde Edwards-Alaire before week one. You know, that big game is coming up. And, you know, if Clyde Edwards-Alaire blow, blows up like Kareem Hunt did in, in that first game, in that first game as a, a Kansas City Chief. So he knows, like, if if Clyde Edwards-Alaire blows up that first game, I'm not trading him. And, I, and I'm big on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he has potential to be a top seven back. I think he's going to be an RB1 this season because he's the best uh, a pass catcher in the draft, and he can run. He can run the ball. So um, I was able to get Joe Mixon and Terry McLaurin for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. All this guy had to do was give me the number three overall in Mixon, and he would have had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So now... He he ended up drafting Swift in the in the first round, third overall. Then he trades Swift for Devontae Parker and then tried to trade me Devontae Parker and Mixon. So it's the same thing I told him. Give me the pick and Mixon, and we would have been done with this. So what ended up happening was um, I, I was able to get Terry McLaurin, and then I was able to get Joe Mixon. So here's how my team looks right now. I have Tom Brady as my quarterback. I have Alvin Kamara as my wire, I mean running back one. Joe Mixon running back two. Then I have Cooper Cup. And Terry McLaurin as my number one and number two wide receivers. I have Mark Andrews as my tight end. I have uh, Melvin Gordon as my flex. Then I have Calvin Ridley in my flex. Then I have New England's defense and Greg Zerline. On the bench, I have Michael Gallup, Debo Samuel, Sonny Michelle, Nikhil Harry, Dallas Godart, who I think is going to have a great season this year. Pittsburgh's defense. I have Tua Tagovailoa. Who I'm gonna keep this 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 up and coming season? I'm gonna dump Tom Brady and keep uh, Tua. So I drafted him as a sleeper. Then I have um, um, Edwards, Brian Edwards from uh, Las Vegas Raiders um, as a sleeper guy. But I'm gonna pick back up um, 
Garner Minshew. I like Garner Minshew a lot. So this is how my team looks, man. Like I said, I took over the worst team in the league last year, and I've turned it into a com- you know into a, a competitive uh, a bunch. So the guy I play, I mean, he has a tough team this week. He has Drew Brees, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Parker, Hawkinson, Eckler, Will Fuller. I'm trying to get Will Fuller from him. If you guys listen to my last pod, I told you guys that Will Fuller is a buy low candidate. And he's a guy I'm trying to get. So I'll see if I can get Will Fuller. If I send him Debo Samuels, he might be able to do that deal. I like Will Fuller a lot this season. Um, I'm not sure about after this season, but I think he's going to blow up versus uh, Kansas City um, come Thursday. So I'm going to try to send him Debo Samuels for Will Fuller. And if I get Will Fuller, I'm starting Will Fuller over Melvin Gordon. Um, and we'll just go from there, man. We'll just kind of see what happens. But um, I like my team. I like the makeup of it. Um, I think I really did well building his team, you know, all over again. So uh, we'll see how this season goes. Um, so those are the two trades I want to kind of talk to you guys about, man. Fantasy is in full swing. Uh, the season starts in two days. I mean, I'm super excited. Um, I think in this first game between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that Deshaun Watson has a big game. Deshaun Watson just got paid. Mahomes got paid. So Mahomes, Mahomes makes like about at least $45 million a year. And then uh, Deshaun Watson is right under him with uh, $39 million a year. So you have the two top young um, quarterbacks. Of course, Lamar Jackson is, you know, also in the discussion. But um, we're going to see what happens in that game. But I think that Deshaun Watson is going to have him a game. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who people are expecting to have another 40-plus touchdown season, you know, with improved weapons. Um, You have Tyreek Hill who can, you know, break one. So I don't even know what Houston's defense looks like in real life, but I know that Kansas City was a team that was giving up a lot of big pass plays. So with Brandon Cooks out there and Will Fuller, I think one of those guys or both of those guys blow up. I'm thinking that the Texans are playing from behind trying to catch up. So that's going to be a great, great Thursday night. I'm going to be watching that game. I'll be watching my Lakers as well. Um, other other predictions, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a good showing. He's going to get at least a score. He might get about five to seven receptions. Do not sleep on Daryl Williams. In any league that Daryl Williams is available in free agency, go grab him now. He's going to be a guy that's going to be able to eat. He'll be able to get you 10 to 15 uh, fantasy points in PPR per game because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not going to be able to lead this backfield by himself. So, Darrell Williams will be a factor. And if Clyde Edwards-Alaire happens to get hurt at any point in the season, man, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you right now, Darrell Williams is going to be a guy that, that literally would be a weekly number one RB1. Um, not number one, but he'll be an RB1 for sure because he's in that prolific um, offense. Um, wide receivers to look for on the Kansas City side, um, it's going to be... Um, obviously Tyreek Hill, but also look for Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is available in a lot of leagues in the free agent market. So 
you might want to get him, kind of see how he does. If he's healthy, um, he can definitely blow up. He did play very, very well in the Super Bowl, so he might carry that into this season. A lot of guys are sleeping on Patrick, I mean, on uh, Sammy Watkins. And then, of course, you got the tight ends. You got um, you got Travis Kelsey, who's going to do his thing. I mean, the most consistent tight end we have in the game. Also, do not sleep on the tight end duo that the Texans have. Um, one of those guys is going to be the guy this season is going to you know, be a nice sleeper tight end. I think that the tight end position is a lot deeper this year than it was in the in the years past. So um, it's going to be an, an exciting game. I can't wait to see uh, football here in full fledged. And let's see what the crowd looks like. Let's see. If being in an empty stadium affects a play, uh, some players do well without noise. So we're going to see all these things factor in. My biggest advice to you guys is make sure that you have depth, depth, depth and some more depth. Because when COVID hits, you want to be able to have players to come in and replace your starters. And that's been my whole motto for this season is to get depth. Um, who knows? Maybe I trade Debo Samuels for you know, Ryan Tannenhill and Fuller or something, you know, because I do need another quarterback. So we'll kind of see what happens, man. I'm excited for this season. I hope you guys are as well. Um, let me know what you guys think about uh, my predictions or my statements and comments for the Texans versus the Chiefs. So, guys, this season I am in 13 money leagues, and I'm going to kind of break down some of my draft um, process or my draft strategies in several of my leagues. A league that I'm in uh, is uh, Football Coholics um, Anonymous, and I've been in this league since um, I think I was like in undergrad uh, in college, and um, I've been in this league for about maybe 13 years or so. I know I just told my age, but this draft started out very weird, man. And um, I had the number two pick overall. I took Saquon Barkley. Then at pick number 23, Patrick Mahomes fell to me. So in this league, I've never really had an elite uh, quarterback. And quarterbacks are important. Usually I'm not a guy who gets quarterbacks this early. But if a guy like either Lamar or Patrick Mahomes falls to me, it just makes sense. So I took Patrick Mahomes. And then a few picks later, I took Chris Godwin. That's a nice way to start the draft. So I get a top wide receiver, a top quarterback, and then a top running back. And then I was able to get Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round. At that time, there was no other running backs available, and I, and I knew I needed another running back. Now, if I go back and look at this stuff from round to round, let me see if I could have gotten another running back instead of getting Chris Godwin. Now, what I should have done was instead of Chris Godwin, I saw that George Kittle was out here. It would have been nice to get George Kittle and then come back later on in the uh, fourth, fourth, fourth round and possibly, you know, possibly get another wide receiver. So since I didn't get George Kittle, I got Chris Godwin. I think Chris, Chris Godwin is going to have a good season, but at the same time, it's like, there's a lot of miles to feed out there. You got Gronkowski, you got Evans. How many touchdowns realistically can Godwin, Evans, and Gronkowski have? If they all can have at least seven each, that would be beautiful. But 
it's not ideal. <laughs> Either Godwin or Evans is going to blow up touchdown-wise, but I see them getting a lot of receptions, a lot of yards. So you got Godwin here. And then Kenny Galladay was out there, a guy that I liked. But if I didn't get Godwin, Melvin Gordon in the third, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Melvin Ingram, these are guys that I will not take in a third round. I do like Melvin Gordon a lot. I do feel like he's going to catch at least 50 passes this year. But at the same time, I feel like, depending on where I'm drafting, I'm not going to pass up on a Godwin or a Kittle to go after Melvin Gordon. Then a guy like Chris Carson, man, I just don't have a, a good feeling about him this year. And then because I was picking later on, maybe I should have gotten a running back here because after all this happened, then, you know, Le'Veon Bell goes Fournette, and this was before the Fournette news. Um, then you got David Johnson, and that's where all the running backs were going. And then on top of that, Terry McLaurin is a guy that I've been getting in the fourth round. He goes. So at this point, I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor or David Montgomery. I'm glad I, ch I chose Jonathan Taylor. So I, ch I took Jonathan Taylor, then Colin Murray goes. So just imagine if I didn't get Patrick Mahomes, I could have gotten a better running back for sure. When I picked Patrick Mahomes, the running backs that were out there, were still. I mean, it was still the same situation. I probably would have just ended up getting two receivers, maybe maybe doubling up on a Chris Godwin and a, and a uh, Kenny Galladay. That might have been a, a pretty good strategy. And then maybe... Instead of the Jonathan Taylor pick, maybe I get a Kyler Murray, you know. But then you never know what happens. But that might have been a pretty good trade-off, Kyler Murray for, you know, having two solid superstar-type wide receivers. And then um, after Kyler Murray went, I saw Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, it was either Amari Cooper or Zach Ertz. So now I'm forfeiting getting a top-tier tight end again. So I go Amari Cooper. Even though I should have gone Zach Ertz, I think Zach Ertz is going to have a phenomenal season. But Zach Ertz, I mean, Amari Cooper in the fifth was just too good to pass up. So then after I pa I miss out on Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews went right after, I'm thinking, okay, I can get a Darren Waller. So in the sixth round, Darren Waller goes pick 66. I was so mad. And even in the sixth round, Deshaun Watson went. So now I'm feeling bad about getting Patrick Mahomes so early. But at the end of the day, it's Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes get, gets me 40 touchdowns this season, then it was a well-worth-it pick. So as I scroll down, you know, I'm trying to figure out who to who to draft. Darren Waller goes. I'm looking at Hayden Hurst. I'm not a big Hayden Hurst fan. So at the time, I take Ronald Jones. Like I said, this was before that Fournette news. So I'm thinking Ronald Jones, you know, in the sixth round, not a not a bad pick. You know, I saw DeAndre Swift, but I'm not a big fan of DeAndre Swift, at least not this season. Um, then a guy that I've been looking at was uh, Will Fuller. He goes literally right before I take Devin Singletary. So I take Devin Singletary, and I wasn't really paying attention to Zach Moss. And the funny thing is, I could have taken Kareem Hunt instead of Singletary, but I'm thinking, okay, Singletary is a guy. Then I start to hear news that, you know, Zach Moss can be involved in a passing game. Zach Moss is going to get the goal line carries. You know, Singletary is fumbling in practice. So now it's just a whole mess, man. Now I got Singletary when I could have had I could have had Cam Akers, but that's a muddy back uh, backfield. And I already had Jonathan Taylor. I just didn't want to have two rookies. 
then uh, Kareem Hunt goes, Jordan Howard goes, even a Gronkowski. I could have had a Gronkowski instead of a Devin Singletary. So, I mean, there's so many mistakes that I made, but I still felt that, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Then in the in the eighth round, that's where you see people start reaching for their defenses and people are reaching for their for their kickers, which is crazy. Some guy got Harrison Butker in the eighth round. That's nuts. So we keep on going. And in this round, which is the eighth round, I saw Josh Allen. Now, I could have pissed off one of my guys uh, by taking Josh Allen, because at that point he doesn't have a quarterback, but he ended up going. um Matthew Stafford. So now I have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I can always flip Patrick Mahomes and get a top tier guy. Maybe I can trade Mahomes for Saquon Barkley. I'm just saying. I mean, I already have Saquon. I mean, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Maybe I can trade Patrick Mahomes for Alvin Kamara or something like that. It's worth it. That's why you go and get your Patrick Mahomes in the second round. Because then you can now trade him for top tier um, RB1. And then I can just rock with Josh Allen. So by midseason, I'm going to ship out Patrick Mahomes, especially if he's blowing up. Why not? Then um, I could have had Sony Michelle, but I passed on him. I got Tyler Higby because I needed a tight end. So hopefully Higby does something for me. And then with the rest of my draft picks, I took Deontay Johnson, a sleeper wide receiver. I took Jalen Ragor. And then with my last pick of the draft, or second to last pick, I took um, Damian Harris. I saw Henry Ruggs out there. I should have taken Henry Ruggs, but I took Damian Harris. I bought into that hype. Um, Now I have him on IR. Then I also drafted Brandon Ayuk. What I decided to do was to not draft a kicker. What's the point of drafting a kicker? And with my very last pick, I took Alshon Jeffries. Then I put him straight into my IR. It created another spot to draft a kicker. So... Um, I just went with the approach of getting somebody that I can put into the IR spot and then getting a kicker. So this was my draft. Uh, let me know how I did. Um, I just used that strategy of not getting a, a kicker. And since there's no preseason, I have time to kind of wait and kind of look around and see what happens. So in this league, I haven't made a trade, but my team looks completely different in a way from the draft. So I kept everybody and I was able to snag Antonio Gibson for free from the free agent market. I was able to draft, uh, I mean, pick up uh, Noah Fant. I was able to uh, drop my kicker and pick up um, uh, Darrell Williams because I want to see if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a real deal. And if Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets hurt, Come Thursday, guess what? I got me an RB1 on my bench. Then I can drop a guy like Noah Fant for a kicker. But um, I just want to have uh, Daryl Williams. If he doesn't do anything, it kind of gives me time. I'll have time until Sunday or maybe even Monday to kind of plug in that kicker position. But, I mean, I love my team. Um, I love what I got going on. So in this league, this is one of my most competitive leagues with my guys. Um, I'm going to share one more league with you guys on kind of my strategy of drafting. So in this league that I just talked to you guys about, I drafted number two. I'm going to talk to you guys about my league, Warzone. This one is a $100 league, very competitive. Um, I came in second place last year, and I made so many trades. So this is a two-quarterback league. It's a super flex. So in this league, um, the draft came on, and um, I was drafting from the 12th position. So because this guy took Tyreek Hill 
at the eighth spot, Derrick Henry fell to me at number 12. So I took Derrick Henry. Now, after taking Derrick Henry, I could have taken a, a Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was out here. I could have taken a Kenyon Drake, but I'm not a Kenyon Drake kind of guy. And since this is PPR, I wanted to kind of have at least one back that can catch passes. So I took Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders fell to pick 13. Cool. I could have had Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey would have been ideal right here. But I said, let me go ahead and lock up two potential RB1s. I know that Derrick Henry is going to be an RB1, and Miles Sanders can push for that RB1 position. So after I took Miles Sanders, um, guys like Jacobs was out there, who I liked a lot. Uh, Aaron Jones was out there. I'm not a big fan of his this season. George Kittle went. Uh, Mixon went. Chubb went. Deshaun went. And... um. In this draft, man, quarterbacks went in the first round. It was Lamar and Mahomes because it's a, it's a, it's a super flex league and the quarterback points are souped up. On any given Sunday, Lamar or Mahomes can have 50 to 60 points. So quarterbacks are important. So in the beginning of the third round, Godwin went and Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. So here are the good quarterbacks. They're going. Um, then you have uh, OBJ, then Russell uh, Russell Wilson. Then you have uh, Allen Robinson, then Josh Allen. So at this point, the five or six quarterbacks that I wanted are gone. So I'm like, you know what? Forget the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers goes, <laughs> you know, in the uh, third round. So that's crazy. So I take Mike Evans, and then I take Terry McLaurin. Yes, I could have had a guy like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan would have been ideal to uh, scoop at this point. But you know what? I said, let me go ahead and solidify my wide receiving position. So I took Mike Evans. Yeah, I could have taken a Kenny Galladay, but I love Terry McLaurin this season. Immediately after that, Jonathan Taylor comes off the board and Drew Brees, Singletary, Fournette, so on and so forth. So we enter the fifth round and it seems like Amari Cooper always goes the beginning of the fifth round. Then Mark Andrews is gone. So Baker Mayfield. So more quarterbacks are leaving. So at this point, I'm like, I got to get a quarterback. So Cooper Cup goes. Uh, some guy took Debo Samuels for a reach in the uh, fifth round. It's crazy. Then DJ Chark. So the best available quarterback for me is Carson Wentz at pick 60 at the end of the fifth round. So I'm at the turn. And then the sixth round, I'm looking at Zach Ertz, man, a top three tight end. So I snatch up Ertz. I got that I got that stack between Carson and Zach Ertz. So I keep on going. I keep on building. I see uh, Ben Roethlisberger go off the board. I see Goff go off the board. Cam, Joe Burrow. So it's getting kind of crazy because I got to get my second quarterback and I got to wait like 19 picks. I'm seeing guys like Robert Woods go off. Tannehill go off. I'm like, man, I got to get another quarterback. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes off the board. So I really risked it instead of taking a quarterback instead of that tight end. You know, it was a big quarterback run. So I was able to get Phillip Rivers at the end of the seventh round. And in the eighth round, I got Darren Waller in the eighth round. So then I was able to um, now move Waller. But I got Dwayne Haskins as my third quarterback at the end of the uh, ninth. I got Marlon Mack. Instead of getting Marlon Mack, I kind of regret not getting San Francisco's defense, but it's okay. I'm going to stream my defense this year anyways. So I got Marlon Mack, who I believe is going to be the starter, and not Jonathan Taylor to start out the year. Then I was able to get Adrian Peterson. At this pick, I kind of looked at uh, Antonio Gibson, but Gibson might have went maybe a few picks before this pick. I'm not even sure. 
But I go in uh, Adrian Peterson instead of Antonio Gibson. I didn't trust myself. And then Bryce Love, I wanted him. But then, you know, I said, I'm not going to opt to get one of, the, one of these younger guys. And that was a mistake. You know, that's what happens when you draft early sometimes. So Gibson goes in the 13th round, actually. Then I start picking up my sleepers. I get Justin Jefferson in the 13th round. I get Sony Michelle in the 14th round. What value? And I was trying to get um, New England's defense or Washington's defense to fall to me in the 15th round, and that didn't happen, which was the very last round of this draft. So with the very last pick, I took Golden Tate instead of a kicker, and then um, I just kind of just played the waiting game to kind of see what happened. So here's how my team looks. I was able to trade Darren Waller for Melvin Gordon. So my starters are Carson Wentz, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Melvin Gordon, and Phillip Rivers. On the bench, I have Dwayne Haskins, Marlon Mack, Justin Jefferson, um, Sonny Michelle, Henry Ruggs. Somebody dropped him. Somebody dropped him to pick up that Jags uh, guy. So they dropped him there, and then uh, and then Darrell Williams. And at this point, I still have no kicker. My opponent has agreed to play me with no kicker. So this is pretty cool. And I have Damian Harris and uh, Rashad Penny stashed in my IR spot. So just wanted to give you guys kind of like my strategy and kind of how I value players and what I do. You guys saw in this draft, I tried to get a good quarterback, but it just didn't flow that way. It didn't flow that way. So I was able to get value like um, Darren Waller in the eighth round because I didn't go quarterback high. I didn't go quarterback early. Now, I could have taken Darren Waller and traded it for a quarterback. I didn't do that. I felt like I had three decent quarterbacks. Um, having Dwayne Haskins as my number three is not bad. He was cheap. I got him with great value. So he'll he'll be able to plug in for me on the bye weeks for Phillip Rivers and, um, and Wentz. And I was still able to get my top five tight end. I was able to get two running backs that I believed in and then get some sleeper guys at the end like Sony and Marlon Mack. So guys that's it man so some players that i really like are marlon mack go buy him now he did nothing wrong to deserve to lose his job so he's still going to be a factor so you want to go buy guys like marlon mack you want to go get guys like brian edwards in and henry ruggs because they're going to eat in that offense uh tyrell williams is out for the season so Henry Ruggs is the guy to keep an eye on. Another rookie is Justin Jefferson. He's going to start out the year behind uh, B.C. Johnson as a number three wide receiver, but he has potential to move up into that number two role. And who knows if he's moved outside or if he plays inside. If he plays inside, he's going to eat with Kirk Cousins, man. If he takes over that uh, over that um, that that Stephon Diggs role, Maybe they move Jefferson to the Thielen role and then Thielen to the Diggs role. So let's see what happens there. There's lots of questions to be answered, man. Um, like I've said, I, I love Will Fuller. That's a name to go get. Um, there's all sorts of guys to go grab. I'm going to give you guys a few more uh, names for bonus content. Um, you want to go get James White. James White is going to be that receiving back that you want to have. Cam Newton loves the running backs, and he's going to be throwing a lot of passes to James White. Also, go by low on David Montgomery. They are saying that David Montgomery is going to catch more passes this season, and if that's true, he can flirt with RB2 numbers. Um, Antonio Gibson, he's a guy that's going cheap. You can get him late at the end of your drafts. Go grab him. I have a, a dynasty draft tomorrow, and um, you best believe that uh, Antonio Gibson is a guy that I'm most likely going to draft 
in the first, maybe second round. Um, cause I, I, <laughs> I gotta have him, man. I gotta have him. I like his upside. Chris Thompson is another guy. He's cheap. Matter of fact, go grab you Gardner Minshew, Chris Thompson, and DJ Chark. Minshew and um, Thompson are going to be cheap. They're going to be losing a lot of games, so you can expect for tons and tons and tons of passes. A few more names for me to give you guys before I wrap this up. Kareem Hunt. Go grab Kareem Hunt. He's going to be that PPR monster. He's going to get a lot of receptions. And then he's going to get you some goal line carries as well, man. Kareem Hunt is going to be able to eat in that backfield. Um, you know, with that whole new system that they're bringing in, that same Vikings system, uh, the coordinator from the Vikings went to went to the Cleveland Browns. So it's definitely a name to, you know, keep an eye on. Uh, guys like uh, J.D. McKissick, Boston Scott. Those are names to keep an eye on, especially when it comes to PPR. So, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just want to kind of share my experiences with fantasy football because I do post a lot on Twitter about fantasy football. But I wanted to kind of give you guys a firsthand look on what my mind is going through during these drafts and during these seasons. Um, I'll be doing another episode shortly about the stardom sit-ems. Um, it's probably going to be... Um, I probably I'm probably going to release it before the game on Thursday. So you guys keep an eye out for that. All right, guys, share this episode, share this podcast with somebody else. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, like, share. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys and you guys be safe.